0: started
1: welcome to the 2 one for the win podcast this is our player profile breakdown for the 2023 2024 season for the Dallas Mavericks every Tuesday morning we have a breakdown of a few players uh, that are going to be on this Mavericks roster this week, our three lucky guys are Markef Morris, Rashawn Holmes, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Mike, let's start off with Markeith. What do you think?
0: Uh Markeith Morris is potentially going to be a Dallas Maverick this season.
1: Truer words have never been spoken, Mike. Alright, let's move on to Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> uh <laughs> In all honesty, though, that's—I uh, mean, what else are you gonna say? Yeah. Um, Rashawn Holmes, brought over from Sacramento, uh, has always had the potential um, to be a an exciting player. I think sometimes he is an exciting player. What are you expecting out of him in a Dallas Mavericks uniform?
0: Uh I am expecting him to be a trade chip to make DeAndre Ayton a Dallas Maverick. If I keep saying it enough, Josh, it's going to happen. It's I, like Beetlejuice. I don't
1: I don't know if that's how it works, but I will allow you <laughs> to continue no, speaking I, that into the universe.
0: In all seriousness, I, I think as long as he's on the team, he will be competing for backup center and third string center minutes with Derek Lively and then potentially Dwight Powell as well. And I think he has a chance to vouch for some spot starts or maybe start for two or three weeks at a time, depending on, you know, ebbs and flows of the season. Uh, But I think we'll just see someone who is better than JaVale McGee in that role last season. And I think will be an extremely impactful uh, bench center. I think just like Dwight Powell, 10 to 15 minutes per night is what we can expect. And if he averages, you know, seven points, seven rebounds, a block a game and a reserve role, I think that's right about where he'll end up for the season. As long as he's on the Mavericks, but I think he's the perfect kind of player and contract that they'll try to use to, Pair with another contract to improve the team in other ways.
1: So you brought up JaVale McGee just now, and having Rashawn Holmes is kind of like trading him for JaVale McGee, because now JaVale is going to be in Sacramento, correct? Yeah. So, and, and Sacramento, on top of that, has just released two other centers from their team. Uh, one... Uh, familiar face in Nerland's Noel so, Hot
0: Dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. <laughs> oh, I've
1: watched way too much of that. Um so am I to get this right that you think Sacramento then traded a better center away and and brought in a center to replace him? in their lineup or it might even be, what are you thinking? He's going to be six man, six man on for their team. Is he going to be the first one off the bench or what is, what is JaVale McGee in Sacramento? And he,
0: he might take minutes from Sabonis. Like (laughs) he, I think he's just, he's JaVale McGee. Why, why wouldn't
1: he? I, I just don't, I don't understand. Okay. If Rashawn Holmes is better than JaVale McGee.
0: Which he is.
1: Well, he just has to be better than JaVale McGee in a Mavericks uniform.
0: Do you think do you
1: think JaVale McGee's gonna be better in Sacramento than he was in Dallas? Is what I'm getting no. at.
0: No. You don't? No, I, I don't think I think he will rarely play. Okay. I, I I he has to play he has Sabonis in front of him and then Alex Len. In front of him as well. And Alex Lynn is no Anthony Davis, but he's an echelon higher than Rashawn Holmes, even. And Alexon was somewhere that I would have thought would have been a, a pretty nice top cap center or backup center for Dallas uh this offseason as well if they could have swung a deal. But I I don't I, I I don't get the move for Sacramento. They traded basically Omax and Rashawn Holmes for as the bonus extension a year early and JaVale McGee. Yeah, it's pretty much what they did.
1: I know this isn't the uh, player profile for the Sacramento Kings, but I am kind of baffled by that situation over there with JaVale. Other than the fact that I know his, his mom played in Sacramento for their uh, WNBA Mm -hmm. affiliate. And I know that Javale has talked about wanting to be in Sacramento before, so maybe it's like a end of the career type of move, and they did him a favor. But it is it's weird to me that that happened. I am more excited about Rashawn Holmes than I ever was Javale McGee, even though I'm one of those idiots that said Javale would would have a a good couple of years. Is what I remember uh, thinking at the time like a complete moron I was
0: he hasn't had a good couple of years in his entire career honestly that's
1: not true he's he's been a guy let's I mean he's not great but he's been in the league for a long time and it's not an accident it's not like he's just stumbled his way into being on on good teams too it's not like he's on bad teams why am I the Javel apologist all of a sudden? I'm, I'm like, talking I, the, to myself, you, too, because you're Googling something. So I'm just arguing with myself.
0: I don't know why you are on JaVale Island. Is, I'm not. Is what, is what I'm wondering.
1: I'm not.
0: Yeah, Josh, it's... I, I like don't want to be. Like we talked about last week, you are currently in denial. You have to make forth into acceptance at some point. I and- saved
1: up the entire second and third quarter for this vacation and then ended up on JaVale Island. This is BS. I don't want to be here anymore. There's hurricanes one direction and fires from the other. I don't want to be here. Um,
0: Do you take a stop at Bullock Island on your way to JaVale Island? (laughs)
1: Actually, I would love to. It looks, it looks lovely. That would,
0: that would be awesome. Uh, but no JaVale, he's going to be nothing more than what Boban is to the Houston Rockets right now in my opinion. Okay. Which is, you know, no knock on him. He's getting 3.2 million to go live in Sacramento. Uh I mean, I would take a lot less to live in Sacramento myself, so uh, good for him. Uh, is good for is him Sacramento to nice. I it, I have no feelings to or from Sacramento. Just, just
1: California in general. It's just, nice weather. California.
0: And, and you know, as we talked about last week, you know, those, those California taxes, man. It's just, you know. Arnold had recently you don't about care. that. No, he's he's got tons He's an, an Olympic gold medalist. Olympic gold medalists aren't scrounging for money.
1: They don't they don't pay taxes. Is that a thing? <laughs>
0: I didn't, I didn't okay. I didn't uh, I didn't know a former president used to play for the Sacramento Kings. What?
1: What? Who what, what are you talking about?
0: I totally missed Moving the joke. Moving on. I
1: missed the joke. I ruined it. Oh well. Um so consensus says Rashawn Holmes, we're excited about it. I need you to explain the joke, damn it. What did I miss?
0: You, honestly, I can. You said something about uh, not paying. Oh yeah, you said Olympic gold medalists don't pay taxes, or did you say people in California don't pay taxes? No, I Which said
1: one? Olympic uh, medalists don't pay taxes.
0: Oh, and I said, um, <laughs> <laughs> I said apparently a former uh, American president. Uh, oh, play for the Sacramento okay I'm with you. Okay, I
1: get it. I'm making tax fraud jokes. I'm I in. butchered
0: my own joke, but it was it was still good enough to to warrant a laugh. Cue the laugh track. <laughs> ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that, Back... that was that was an amazing laugh track. Ha ha
1: ha I'll double it. I'll double it in post. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> Oh, man. Consistence... <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> Tax fraud jokes at 11 at night. All right. Rashawn Holmes, the consensus says on the 2-1 for the win podcast that he's going to be decent player. Uh, you're talking third, third in a first center?
0: Yeah, I, I think they'll... My, my prediction for opening night is that Derek Lively will be the second center to play in the game. Okay. Third, third, if you include Maxi Kleba as a as a center, um, I think Derek Lively will get first run. But I think for the first probably at least month, it'll be just a three man equal rotation between Powell, Lively, and Holmes. Just keeping everyone fresh, seeing what they all can do with different lineups and different combos. And I think by Christmas time, we'll have a good feel for what the rotation is going to be for the, for the latter part of the, at the regular season. And I, I think Holmes has the potential to make himself a mainstay in the lineup. If he recaptures what he did, you know, a couple of seasons ago in Sacramento before Sabonis was traded from Indiana, Sacramento, um, I think he still might have it in him. He has a great push shot. He's good at the pick and roll. Uh, he's a little bit undersized, kind of like Dwight is uh, for for a center. So he's not, you know, that that really big body that they also wanted. And one thing that JaVale did was he was, I think, five steps slow last season and doing what he needed to be doing. But he five. at least, and not <laughs> just a step, five steps slow. Uh, I think. Poor JaVale. Uh, poor JaVale. And his name Rich is JaVale. JaVale, um he doesn't pay his taxes. Jordan Belfort. In Mike's um, opinion. In just my...
1: Make sure we don't get sued on this. Re- podcast. Re-
0: no, that that could be reckless speculation that yeah. it's not fact. This is a subjective opinion. Uh, objectively, I think everyone should, you know, pay their taxes. But... <laughs> <laughs> where oh, are we, we going? Have, we have to, well, where was I? <laughs> Let's, even all right, going with this. Uh,
1: I do wonder what happens to Maxie yes. in the situation with Rashawn Holmes because I think those are the comp- really the competing uh, players in this situation. Is pro- even though I think really that he should be competing with Dwight Powell by the end of the season. Yeah. Um. Because I think it. I hope it ends up the Derek Lively and Rashawn Holmes competition for uh who's gonna start and who's gonna be second in for center, because I think that he's I think he's got more talent than than the other guys in that position. And I think that he could probably uh, run at power forward better than the other two could but Dwight Powell he's such a he's such a decent all-around player that I have a hard time imagining him losing losing out in whatever role he ends up starting the season with he will find a way to uh, wiggle his way back into whatever that role is let's move on from tax fraud and uh, weird off color jokes. And uh, let's move on to Tim Hardaway Jr. and talk about maybe some more off color jokes. But nope, oh, no, more. that's Tim Hardaway Sr. Sorry. Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: <laughs> more like Tax Fraud Away Jr. They're <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> just going to keep, continue with the tax fraud. Um, where do you see Tim Hardaway Jr. at the beginning? What's, uh, let's give you goals here for Tim Hardaway Jr. beginning, middle, And where do you see Tim Hardaway Jr.? Uh,
0: I see him as the first guard off the bench on opening night. I think by the trade deadline, he will be on a team in the Eastern Conference. And by the end of the season, he will be on that same team in the Eastern Conference.
1: (laughs) So you expect him to be traded pretty early on in the season.
0: Yeah, I think uh, probably after Christmas, before the before the trade deadline. Obviously, I think it'll be a January February trade. Okay. I just he's been in trade rumors for years now, and very openly was in them this entire summer, this entire off season. Yeah, uh, and it's I don't think there's any ill will between him and the organization, and I think he would be happy to be back. I think Dallas would welcome him back. I just think he, him, and Holmes are the two most obvious guys to be traded on the team, that they don't really fit for the long term, and they're probably your two most tradable pieces in terms of contract uh, amount and length, combined with who you would be willing to trade. And you know, they're not going to trade one year guys like uh, uh, Exum and Seth Curry. They're not going to trade Dwight Powell. They're not going to trade any of the young guys unless it's for a star player. They're not going to trade Grant Williams, Luca, or Kyrie. So it comes down to, in reality, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Rashawn Holmes. And uh, Whether it's they get traded in separate deals or in one deal to bring back multiple players or one big salary, I think, uh, in my estimation and just my prediction, is that they'll be both gone. Uh, before the trade deadline in twenty twenty
1: four, man, I feel like he's been in trade rumors now for like three seasons.
0: Like John, almost like John Collins' level of uh, probably. Yeah. Not, he's not that. He he's a better player than John Collins in my eyes, but I, I know <laughs> don't,
1: don't tell the internet. Um, but. I don't know where his value is on the market right now, though, because he has been in trade rumors for so long, and it doesn't seem like anything ever hits back in return. Almost like it's weird because he's one of those players that seemingly nobody wants, but they would sign him immediately if he did get cut. Like, he's not spending time on the waiver wire if he gets waived by... By Mavericks, but seemingly oh. nobody wants him It's weird
0: I personally think that Dallas For as long as they've had Tim Hardaway Jr. That they've not had many options behind him To take his place if he were to be traded So I think they have an inflated uh, Mindset of what his What value he should get in return in a trade And I think now with Seth Curry Jaden Hardy, Kyrie, Luka Dante X Josh green, all guys that play a very similar uh, position at the one or the two guard. Yeah. I, I think there's, I think it lessens his value even more, but I think Dallas sees the reality that it's, he impedes the progress for a lot of young players. Um, and a lot of players that have different skill sets that play the same position as him. more,
1: more rounded out games More
0: rounded out. And that, yeah. you know, uh Kyrie and Luca obviously Jaden and Josh they need the minutes and he takes away some of their minutes and even Dante and Seth Curry Seth is you know less of a streaky shooter than Tim he's a lot more consistent and he's just statistically one of the top five basically 10 three-point shooters every single year Seth Curry is and then Dante Exum we both want to see him get some valuable actual real life rotation minutes and not just yeah. garbage time minutes. And I don't see a, a world where him and Tim Hardaway junior play a lot of minutes together. So I, I think they're not just going to, you know, wave and stretch them like they did JaVale. Uh, he still has value and he's still a, a good basketball player. And I think this contract's all,
1: too big to do that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stretching out 33 million over, <laughs> four or five years would be insane but um i i think as long as he's on the mavericks i'm going to root for him i'm still going to get mad at him sometimes but i'm still going to love him just as much as any other maverick and it's there's nothing like tim hardaway junior heating up in the second half of a close game and scoring like 17 points in a 8 minute span uh it's he's what's a firecracker scorer and I think we mentioned it last week or the week before, where he embodies and takes on and accepts his role like Dallas wished that Christian Wood would. Yeah. And and it's they're very similar players with similar skill sets, just at different positions. And just the difference is one would take the, the role and be happy with it, and one wouldn't. And we see which one is still on the team to this day and which one just signed for a, a veteran minimum one year player option yeah. deal. So
1: it's I don't know if we talked about it on on this podcast or I talked about it somewhere else, but also an invaluable part of Tim Hardaway's time on the Mavericks has been the his growth as a player. For one, he is one of the team leaders. You saw it while they were in the playoffs, and he's still on the bench, just throwing towels around and cheering for his teammates and being a Theo Pinson, but actually having some like value behind what he's saying because uh, he's been there. He, uh, and by been there, I mean he's, he's played a lot of NBA basketball at this point. He's also the guy that continually wrangles Luka in situations. So when you see him make his way off the court, you see Luka get more and more frustrated on the court with referees and with other players. And it's one of those things you don't really notice unless you've really watched a lot of Mavericks basketball. But he was, you know, once those... Especially once those those mainstay players like Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith and everybody was gone, you've only got one guy left that really knows Luka and knows how to... <sighs> wrangle him out of those moments of of being a just a a, a very uh, feisty guy and that's Tim Hardaway Jr. He I have so many photos of Tim Hardaway Jr. holding back Luka Doncic in games it's not even funny so i uh i don't i don't want to see him go but if you can find a trade for him i think he would be A valuable asset to a team that does not have that type of player either coming off their bench or starting because I think at this point you could still do both just not in Dallas
0: yeah it's just they have a log jam at the position finally at the guard position and it's just yeah you know I've talked about it I think about four or five different players on the Mavericks the last few years that where there's always that player that you know, you wish would have experienced the, the prime winning years of a team in a franchise yeah. that might win a championship. And I think he's a guy that unfortunately will end up just not being able to experience a championship with Dallas when they win one within the next three to four years. And I'm saying win because they will win a championship within the next three to four years because I am irrational and delusional and like to have fun. You, We're having fun here
1: you gotta be all right man who do we have next week
0: you what know do you think we should do? let's hold off on the rookies and luca and Kyrie. i think at this point we have uh grant seth curry uh Jaden hardy and there's there's one guy that we're leaving out that i'm gonna feel bad that we're leaving out um <laughs> have we talked about Derek jones jr No, I don't think we. Wait, did we? No. I don't think so. Next week, let's do Derek Jones Jr. and Seth Curry. Sounds good. Let's go.